Let's hear some of that movie chat. Credits roll by and I tip my hat. Credits roll by, wanna know more right away. Let's have some of that movie chat. Credits roll by, tell me who did that. Life in the credits is where I wanna play. Welcome to Life in the Credits. This is the show where we learn about movies by chatting with people who work in the industry. I'm Susan. And I'm Ben. And today we're going to be discussing the HBO series Game of Thrones. And joining us today is our special guest, Skylar Fleck. Hi, Skylar. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Yeah. We are so excited to chat with you today, yes. Skylar. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do? I am a costumer, a wardrobe stylist. Anything that you see on screen that people are wearing is kind of my realm of specialty. We dress pretty much everyone. I've done everything from music videos, TV shows, film, commercials. Cool. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. How does that work in terms of like the company? Do you work for a company or are you independent and you have an agent or anything like so that? So I am independent. Okay. And it- Pretty much all word of mouth. Oh, cool. I am part of the union, though. I'm a customer. We are part of Customers Guild's Motion Picture Customer 705. There's a couple different ways I get jobs. Through word of mouth, I could either be contacted by another designer that needs help on a show. I could be contacted by a production company that needs a stylist for a commercial or anything like that. Um, And I'm also on a roster through my union. So I'll get like random show opportunities or um even like editorial stuff like I did a I did a shoot for American Eagle and it was just like a quick like two-dayer kind of thing and yeah it's just kind of whatever comes my way I kind of go for so that's good yeah awesome awesome so what kind of projects have you worked on Oh my gosh. Okay. So my first project ever was an indie film called Tribes of Palos Verdes with uh, Jennifer Garner, Micah Monroe, Cody Fern. That was basically my foot in the door. I was an unpaid intern for four months and I fell in love with it from there. And I booked my first commercial from that job. TV shows. I've done a bunch of like reality shows. My first, I started PAing just okay. to kind of get in the industry a little bit. Like when I was in college and I worked on Keeping Up with the Kardashians for like three wow. years, so they actually offered me a job to be one of their coordinators. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like wanted to get away from reality and I was just a production PA. That's where I kind of like started my cousin, who's now an AD. She was like, listen, we need just like a regular PA. It'll be good for you guys to kind of venture out and meet new people and make connections. So yeah, I've worked on everything. I've just had three Super Bowl spots. Oh, cool. We just did some stuff for the Grammys. I had a couple Oscar spots. All the Verizon commercials that you've seen have been uh, myself and my team. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. It's got to be cool to like see because you get to see your work like on the screen, whether exactly. that's your film. Like, it's funny with commercials too. You'll just be watching something randomly <laughs> and people will be like, wait, didn't you do that? I'm like, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> you just never know when they're going to air. You never yeah. know, you know they're going to be on. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's funny. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. At like a bar or help you at a bar yeah. with my boyfriend and like all of our friends and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked about it a little bit, but can you kind of t- walk us through uh, your path for this career and kind of how you yeah, got through it? Actually, pretty funny. I actually graduated um, from a performing arts high school. I graduated with a major in dance, had a past with dance since I was little, did, did some movies as a dancer and things like that. And I just always loved the industry. But I did actually go to school for uh, graphic design and illustration. Oh, cool. Neat. That's kind of the path that I wanted to go on. And I knew a couple people at Comedy Central at the time that were producers. And I just kind of submitted my resume wanting to be part of their graphics department. And I got a call back from a, a guy I knew. And he said, you know, we don't have anything right now in the art world. But I do have a friend that is a wardrobe designer and she's doing her first indie film and that was Tribes of Palace Birdies and she said I need an unpaid intern for four months and it's you have to drive to San Pedro and do all this and I was like yeah you know what let's let's do it yeah and I ended up falling in love with it and that's what I've been doing it's always interesting to see how people especially in the entertainment industry because it can take so many twists and turns right it was funny too, because they were like, you're going to be a wardrobe stylist. And I was like, oh, cool. Awesome. I yeah. love clothing. I've always loved fashion. Yeah. And they go, you just, I was like, like, so what does that entail? And they were like, costume houses, shopping. And I was like, wait, you're going to give me a credit card to go shop? <laughs> <laughs> I have no limit. And they're like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. I love you. I'm in. <laughs> let's do it. Well, that brings up the question. So, you know, (laughs) as someone who works in in wardrobe, you know, what is your day-to-day like? Basically, you're obviously hired on the job and then you, you know, like what the story is and you get all the specs, you get the mood boards going and then you kind of like create it from that. Um, And then you start prepping. It depends on the job. If you're on a movie, it's probably like months and months of prepping. If you're on a TV show, it's probably like a month. And then if it's episodic work, then you kind of, you prep the day before you shoot the next episode. For commercials, you have about, depending on the size of the commercial, you have about two or three days to really prep. And prepping, when I say prepping, that means, first of all, we go to costume houses. So like Universal, Warner Brothers, Western Costume, ABC, like things like that. Whatever we need, like for instance, let's say a Western pull, you would go to different costume houses than like Universal and stuff like that, just because of the bigger selection. They sometimes have specialty costume houses. So you rent and then whatever you don't find at the costume houses, then you go out and shop for Okay. So it's basically like you do studio polls and studio polls. Basically you go to a store and they're like, listen, I'm working on a movie. We need a bunch of stuff. And you know that your stuff is going to be used on, on camera. It's going to be on screen. So we're going to give you a 20% restocking fee. And sometimes we have to like secret shop. And so secret shop is like when you buy all these things and then after the shoot, you just return everything that you don't use. Is that a budget reason? Yes. Yeah, of course. You have to stay within budget. But like I said, I mean, it just really, it depends on the job. It can be crazy. I just did a commercial with um, Robert Rodriguez 
and Paul Hunter. Wow. Um, Paul Hunter is the owner of Pretty Bird, the production company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Robert Rodriguez is obviously a very famous director. Very and famous, yeah. It was for IVM. It basically was a movie set within a movie set. Wow. So we had to create this crew that was... They had extras like zombies, uh, cowboys, um, avatar looking people. And then you had to dress the wardrobe stylist, the hairstylist, the <laughs> director, the AD, the, all of this stuff. So, I mean, you can, it's one job and you have to go to all these different, yeah. there's all these pieces that you have to put together. And it's so very challenging. Uh -huh. But when you get a job like that to see it all pay off and you're on the last day and you're wrapping everything, you're like, wow, we really pulled that together. Like, yeah. That was awesome. That sounds harder than doing a regular movie. Cause it's like, you have to costume five different movies at once oh, yeah. <laughs> with all those and genres. Then with commercials, you have about like a day or two to wrap everything. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's like returning things and paperwork and returning things to costume houses and things like that. You have to dress not only the leads, but also all the extras, right? Correct. And we've had some period pieces too, where you have to be very specific with the background dressing. So you have to pull all of that. When you do go shopping, where, where do you go? Wherever we need to go. <laughs> For regular things, we shop at basic stores at the mall. Oh, wow. Uniqlo, H&M. Yeah, it's mall, mall stores. Mm-hmm. And then if we need something designer and we'll go to like Beverly Hills and kind of like talk to Saks off, Saks off Fifth or Saks Fifth Avenue or Neiman Marcus or things like that. So yeah, that's basically wherever we need to go, we will go. Yeah. Cool. For your projects where you have a little more creative control, where do you get your inspiration from? I do a lot of watching movies. Oh, okay. I love studying film. Yeah. And I love looking at like vintage magazines, like vintage Vogue and cool. just fashion magazines. I follow this account on Instagram. I think it's called This Was Hollywood. And it's all about fashion. Oh, cool. Neat. Watching it on screen too. It's really cool. Like I, I put all that together and it got approved and that's, that's my art. Yeah. Very cool. Have you ever had an, an actor or actress be like, hmm, I don't want to wear that. <laughs> Oh gosh, all the time. <laughs> really? You know what's funny is the bigger the talent, the less they care. Mm -hmm. Really? And then you have like the background people or like day player actors that come on and they're like, yeah, I don't really, that doesn't really look good on me. And we're kind of like, okay, you really don't have a say in this. <laughs> I like, maybe we can give you a bigger size pant or. Mm -hmm. Something like that, yeah. but creative direction, no. Yeah. <laughs> and we've had background actors too that have been sent home because they put up such a fuss about things. Wow. So, yeah. I like working with actors that are like, okay, this isn't my style, mm -hmm. but I'm a character right. right now. Right. Yeah. It's the job. Yeah. So do you yeah. actually have to help people get in their costumes as well if they're complicated? Oh, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. So um, I did a the Ruffles commercial that you saw yeah. for the Grammys with T Pain and Anthony Davis. Nice. We did this. That's why I wanted to talk about Game of Thrones is because yeah. we did this scene that had all medieval. There were knights, mm -hmm. and the amount of time that we needed to put all these pieces and chainmail and yeah. 
armor on these people. It probably, it took two of us to do, and we had 45 minutes per person to do so. Per person? Per person. Oh my God. Many layers. And it, you could not do it by yourself. I mean, you had to buckle things mm-hmm. and like put this whole, it, it was crazy. That, yeah. <laughs> so I have a completely different <laughs> respect and for Michelle Clapton. I mean, bravo to her. Yeah. She is the head designer for Game of Thrones. I mean, she's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's wild. Yeah. I've done a, a tiny, tiny bit of extra work in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. I actually was on, on Batwoman. And so oh, I, cool. I just thought it'd be fun. It's just an opportunity came up and I'm like, I'll do it. Totally. They So they told me to bring some clothes, right? So it was yes. like, bring blue jeans and a couple shirts and you'll be fine. And we... So I show up, it was very, very early in the morning, like 4am. And so I, uh, we get there and we go straight to the costume department after checking in and they're like, oh, this isn't what we're filming today. We're, we're filming all elite business attire. So, you know, it was like a dinner party, like an exterior shots of, of a high, high end part of town. So they had to find suits for us all to, to wear, you know, at the last minute. So everyone's like, these wardrobe people are pulling out carts and stuff and like yeah, throwing right. clothes at people. It was insane. Sounds spot on. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm guessing that you, you've been in a situation like that. Definitely a thing that we have to deal with a lot. <laughs> Keeps me on my toes. I love it. Yeah, That's awesome. It would keep the day pretty exciting. if you. Yeah, like definitely not boring ever. <laughs> So do you have any moments from your career that either are your favorite moments or a moment where you're just like, I can't believe that this is my job and that this is what I do for a living? It happens mostly when you see a final result on screen and you're like, wow, everything that I just worked for is now, now, now I can appreciate it, Mm -hmm. you know? And there's sometimes on set too, where it's just so so humbling, so different when you get a compliment from the director or you're like, your first fitting is approved and you're like, okay, I did that. Yeah. That's great. I, I did that. And they, they liked it. And it's awesome because a lot of people think, okay, you're the wardrobe department and whatever you pick goes, but there is a tier that you have to go through of getting mm-hmm. approvals. I mean, director, producer, client agency, if it's commercial, I mean, it's, it's a lot of different approvals that you have to go through. Yeah. And sometimes it's like two seconds away from filming and they're like, we want a different top. And you're like, okay, well, let me go run a one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like, okay, let's, let's do it. It's crazy. I've worked with some pretty awesome people, mm-hmm. but my, the one moment that really stuck out to me was probably when I was an intern on Tribes of Palos Verdes. And my boss said, why don't you go with Jen? They're filming a like a 10 minute scene where she's crying and bawling. And why don't you go? Cause I trust you. Oh. So I went and I was an intern, but I was like taking care of our main talent. And I was like, wow, if you work hard enough, this is what can happen. Mm-hmm. And I still work with her today. Oh, cool. Really? And she has guided me along the way. She helped me get into the union. And that to me is just so humbling that my work was actually seen and my hard work really paid off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to feel good to know that someone, you know, is like, oh, this is someone I should help 
and like mentor or you know right. like foster that career for them yep. or whatever because they see something in you that's gotta yeah. be good yeah and you know jennifer garner i mean that's a very serious actress that's yeah very cool. yeah I, i'll never forget it this is also a moment i was in our wardrobe trailer and it was probably like our first week filming and Jennifer comes in to get changed and Annette, the, my boss that I was working for was like, this is Skylar our intern. And Jennifer Garner goes, hi, Skylar, the intern. Like, how are you? <laughs> like the sweetest woman ever. She is a gem. Yeah. She's so, she is so cool. I've always liked her, but that just like solidified any, everything. Like she did not treat me like an intern. Yeah. She treated me like a human being. Yeah, so. that's, awesome. that's wonderful. Well, what advice do you have for people who are interested in getting involved in wardrobe? Don't stop. Yeah. Work hard. Seriously. It took me a very long time to get into the union. And now that I'm in the union, I, I, I think every, everything every day, like it's, it's so worth it in the end. I really think that getting in as a regular production PA is good because you have to work your way up. Yeah. You have to work your way up. It's very, very hard work, but damn it is so, it, it pays off. Yeah. It pays off. It's so rewarding. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Well, let's get to our featured program. Today, we'll be discussing the HBO series Game of Thrones. It aired from 2011 to 2019, and the series was based on books by George R.R. Martin, and it was created by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. It stars Peter Dinklage, Lena Headley, Emilia Clark, Kit Harrington, Sophie Turner, Maisie Williams, and many, many others. Costume design was by Michelle Clapton and April Ferry. It won a ton of Emmys and won Golden Globe, which went to Peter Dinklage for best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a series, miniseries, or motion picture made for TV. Susan, can you give us a quick breakdown? What is this show about? Yes. And I will say this is the first time we've ever done a show on our show. Um, so that's very exciting. But this show is so cinematic that it might as well be a movie. So it takes place um, on the continent of Westeros. And initially we see all these different families from the seven kingdoms of Westeros fighting. But at the same time, there's these much larger battles going on between the Targaryens who are trying to get their throne back. Um, they were kind of ousted a long, long time ago. So we meet Daenerys, who's kind of the heir to that throne. And also um, this whole other thing with these characters called the White Walkers, which are these kind of- Zombies. Undead, yeah, undead creatures who are trying to take over the world. So. You see all these different levels of people trying to take over this kingdom and it's very intense. And I'm sure we'll talk about this, but the costuming in this show is pretty amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So Skylar, you suggested that we watch Game of Thrones. Why did you pick this? Because it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so detailed mm -hmm. and it's so otherworldly. Like it just takes me to a place where I'm, First of all, the costumes, like yeah. you said, are incredible. And I just think of the crew that Michelle probably had mm -hmm. every day. And I can't imagine just doing that inky dinky little commercial with 10 people getting into armor and everything. Oh my gosh. I I have so much respect yeah. for all those people there, especially like hair and makeup and like the FX team yeah. doing all that. I mean, pre-call times must have been 
insane <laughs> show. Everyone had to show up early every day. Yeah. Every day, stay late. When you were talking about for all your projects having to do the extras, like the background, as well as the main characters, thinking about the number of background actors in some of the battle episodes and that they were all wearing full armor is insane. <laughs> they were on insane. screen for maybe two seconds, but they had to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wrap my mind around how many people you had to deal with a day yeah. and how many scenes too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's just mind blowing to me. Like I'm in awe. I'm in awe. I love the show and I yeah. love like the content of the show. I think it's very well done. I love the story as well, but coming from a crew perspective, I mean, I bow down yeah. to every department that was, it's, it's very incredible what these people created together yeah yeah so we you know we watched the show when it originally aired right so you know we just did a rewatch of like one or two episodes of of each season so we, we didn't have time to watch the entire series again but it is shocking like so we, we watched like the major episode of each season at least and like you said the production value is so high on this show like, yeah it's just incredible and I know a lot of fantasy shows have a you know, high production value, mm-hmm. but this one's really just something special. And um, I know a lot of people are critical of the later seasons story-wise, but I'm curious what you guys think about the ending of mm-hmm. the show. The ending of the show to me seemed very rushed and kind of like a little bit thrown together. Mm-hmm. It was a completely different show. Mm-hmm. from last seasons to yes. the beginning seasons it's a completely different show the way it's shot the cgi the everything mm-hmm. yeah that's totally. a good way to describe it it's fresh in my mind of that episode where they actually finally fight the the, the dead the army of the dead and i thought that beginning of that episode was so good right they built it up so well mm-hmm. and then it, it goes on for a while you know and, and it, it's a big thing but then it it ends so suddenly yeah. and then there's like three more episodes yeah. of like yeah. you know game of thrones going on yep. the show to me was really about the living versus the dead right and i understand for other people it was mostly more about the politics of mm-hmm. the the families fighting for the throne but at the beginning all these people sort of make al- allusions to the dragons being you know around or all these mythical you know like the white walkers and all these things right giants and stuff and then as the show progresses they get peppered in right Right. so you start seeing the more fantastical elements so i thought it was kind of cool how the show starts off grounded Mm -hmm. so that like regular people can get invested in the show right because it's about normal people with you know extraordinary problems but it's relatable right right so it pulls in a lot of people and then it starts getting weirder or more mystical it lures you into the fantasy yeah yeah and it's crazy because a lot of people don't like that don't like mm-hmm. that world they don't like right. the sci-fi fact like the version of game of thrones mm-hmm. but i think what's so brilliant about game of thrones is that it did start off as reality basically yeah yeah, yeah. Right. you can relate to and you had no choice but to fall in love with it mm-hmm. yeah and these fantastic characters yeah fantastic characters yeah i mean ridiculous so, characters yeah did you guys have a favorite I mean, I love Daenerys, but I also love Arya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arya's awesome. Actually, a lot of the female leads in this were really strong. Like, all the characters were strong. I thought they did a really good job with most of the female characters Mm -hmm. and making them really, like, 
vulnerable, but powerful and like really coming into their strengths really well. Yeah. And I liked so many characters on this show. It's a very, it's actually a very funny show, Mm -hmm. um, but it's also horrific and it really blends everything really well together. I also love Tyrion. Tyrion's great. Tyrion's great. Everyone loves Tyrion. (laughs) Um, I didn't love what they did with Danny at the end of the yeah. show, turning her yeah. to evil, you know, I did not care for that at all. I didn't either. The other thing I didn't like, and then I'll get to what I did like, <laughs> um, was uh, I didn't like Bran being chosen as the king at the end. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't see the reasoning there didn't really work for me. Um, I, I wanted Sansa to be on the throne. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bran, it's funny because, yeah, he was the third eye raven, but what, what really did he do right Right. (laughs) yeah where are the leadership skills right like (laughs) he's the boy who lived i guess right yes I do love the relationship between Tyrion and Varys. I like their relationship near the end I thought that was fun to watch yeah Yeah, and you know the competition with him and Littlefinger (laughs) their strange little competitions and stuff they were interesting to watch Mm -hmm. but you know the whole time what I'm thinking is like, yeah, all these people are playing politics, but you still got zombies coming for right. you. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's why when Arya killed the King of the White Walkers. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, spoilers. But also this show's been out for a while. Right. <laughs> I was like, that's such a strong ending because it's like the whole time the White Walkers were alive, nothing else really mattered. It doesn't matter who the King of Westeros right. is because there are literal zombies coming to kill exactly. us all. Yep those two parts so strong mm-hmm. the entire series and you know what you were saying about Daenerys and how she was portrayed at the end of the show mm-hmm. right I I agree with you but you do like in my opinion I think they're trying to mimic what her father was yeah and yeah totally came. and so mm-hmm. yeah. he was the mad king who killed a lot of people and look at what she did and she was trying to preach to the choir that she wasn't that the entire time she just wanted to she wanted her throne because she had she had rights to it you know right so it's it's I liked that part of it but I think it could have been done differently yeah yeah if there had been more of a build-up because I also I wanted her to like come out as a good character but also what this show does really well is it, it feels like the stakes are always high because any of these characters, regardless of how major of a character, could die at any time. Right. Like no one's safe. So it's like, it makes it feel very real. Yeah. So by doing that with her character, again, it showed like, you know, just because she's the fan favorite or whatever, she's not safe either from being corrupted or being killed or anything. Like anyone's up for grabs. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. So it does make it feel very real. Yeah, killing Ned in the first season really set the tone yeah. for the show. It did it set the tone for the whole show? I knew, I knew there was going to be some scenes where I just like couldn't watch. Yeah, How about Red <laughs> Wedding, you guys. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, we watched that episode. You did. That was one of the ones we watched. Uh, uh, that's a tough. I mean, there's so many tough episodes yeah. to watch, right? Yeah. But I mean, this show has so many characters that you have to take some off the board, right. or else mm-hmm. there's just not enough time for everything, right? I know. A lot of the characters surprisingly do make it to the end yes. of the show. A lot more than I thought they would, actually. And my favorite character ended up in the last episode, and I totally forgot it was Ghost. Oh, you know, Ghost! Yes, Ghost of <laughs> Direwolf makes it through the show, I which know, is phenomenal. I know. Yeah, there's so many. Do you guys have a favorite episode? <laughs> Um, while you're thinking, I will tell you my favorite episode is Hard Home, 
which is that one. That's the one where John has to go and try to rescue a bunch of wildlings. It's the first time the White Walkers attack yes. the camp in the snow. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, the, uh, the uh, Night King, you know, raises his arms and everybody they just killed oh, becomes, so it's actually, such a, you know what? I, I think that's one of my favorites too. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Cause then you realize you're really screwed. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, who cares who the king is? This is an unstoppable force exactly. yeah. <laughs> we are dealing with. I mean, it just feels like that is uh, that really set the tone for the stakes for yeah. the rest of the show of, well, here's your main threat. Yeah. 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 I do love the scene. I don't remember which episode this is, but the scene where Danny first, um, where she goes into the fire and comes out with the eggs and comes oh, out Oh yeah, the that's the end of I season that's one. a very cool reveal. Yeah. And there's the little babies on yeah. her. Like, I think that's yeah. like, such a cool shot. Totally. That is phenomenal. Really, yeah. You know, it's so sad, but I think the Red Wedding, because yeah. when I watched that, I threw my hands up in the air. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm done watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finished. That is so awful. And then here I am next Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> ready to ready to go in for more. <laughs> that episode's really good too. I mean, it that's one we also rewatched. And it's so funny because it's played for laughs. Like there's a lot of comedy in the mm-hmm. beginning yeah. of the episode, you know, with, with like the wedding stuff and everyone's laughing and having a good time. And then when it shifts and they start playing the, the Reigns of yeah. Customer yeah. song start killing people then it's so shocking and so sad so shocking yeah it was and i didn't see that coming at all i think yeah what i love about it so much is there was no there's no leading up to that yeah no leading up to that right crazy just turned so fast and they did such a good job on just that super fast mood shift where it's just like oh this is just a like a drunken wedding and then all of a sudden oh nope everyone's in danger <laughs> any scene where the hound and aria are just riding around in the countryside doing adventures is my favorite yeah uh, i really yeah. love their relationship yeah mm-hmm. love that could be a whole spinoff yeah, that really could be yeah i would watch a show of them in the countryside solving <laughs> crimes and like figuring out yeah. what's going on totally. i i love those two uh-huh. One thing about the wardrobe before we move on, I read that a lot of their their costumes and specifically their cloaks and stuff were actually IKEA like right. carpet. Yeah. Really? So yeah, they got those from IKEA. And if you go to IKEA now, they still have them. And I oh think they just buy they bought them in bulk. And yeah. they made them into capes, especially for Jon Snow and the um the Night's Watch. The Night's Watch, yes. Yeah. For the Night's Watch that was all fur so you're not going to use real fur for that no right so expensive and especially when it's going to get like keep warm yeah so as many layers as possible yeah Yeah. you gotta get creative sometimes have they rebranded them as game of thrones rugs at ikea so i think (laughs) (laughs) they absolutely yeah they would my favorite costumes were always Daenerys. Like seeing how oh, they yeah. worked yeah. the dragon theme into every single outfit she wore and her hairstyles and her and jewelry was so the cool. talons on her yes, necklace. that necklace. The, 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 her gowns with um, mm-hmm. the, the scaling and everything. Yeah. Like the dragon skin. And it was just incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And you know what's crazy too? Is she's, a, she's a tiny little girl. She's like mm-hmm. me. I'm 5'1". So she's like yeah. 5'1", 5'2". They... 
even though she was so small, her, her mm-hmm. costuming made her um, almost look big because she yeah. had to be, she's such a big presence. Uh-huh. Her costumes had to have had so much detail that she could yeah. have been overlooked. We right. always had her in some sort of heel too. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. She was never in flats. Okay. Always in a boot because I mean, when you're that great of a character, you have to have some sort of presence. Yeah. You know who I also loved was Nikolai. He was yes. Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm. His costuming, the armor, the gold armor that he always wore was mm-hmm. spectacular. And I yeah. bet you anything that was maybe sometimes real metal, but I think they definitely made that from refurbished plastic because oh yeah the amount of fighting that that he's doing and, mm-hmm. and by the way a lot of that armor is not metal okay it's a lot of plastic and then they yeah. they sound effects they put in that metal set yeah interesting that's, that's incredible cool. they make it look because it looks so realistic it's so realistic yeah it was so mm-hmm. cool because you know they all have are so distinct right like each house mm-hmm. has their own look yep. mm-hmm. like the Martell's, you know, don't look like the Lannisters or the Starks don't look like the Tullys, right? They all have their own look, their own design. Mm -hmm. um, And it it really adds to the story. Yeah, completely. Well, Skylar, who would you recommend this show to? I try and recommend it to anyone who's living and breathing. (laughs) (laughs) I try and recommend it. I even recommended it to my uh, grandparents because they, they, surprisingly like it but i think it's a little too raunchy for them okay but I think yeah. anyone that can handle the raunchiness of it should watch mm-hmm. it because it's brilliant yeah. and i also think uh people with a lot of patience need to watch it because yeah first especially the pilot season is you're just getting into it you have to mm-hmm. create relationships with these people yeah right. character or else you're not going to stay in it so anyone that has patient hundred percent. And I also think that if you're in the industry and you have not watched this show, you are missing out on a great learning experience. Yeah. Just with the way it's shot and the way it's done and the way it kind of went from the greatest show ever to not the greatest show ever. I think it's a very great learning experience for anyone in the industry. Totally. Susan. Yeah. I mean, I would recommend it pretty much anyone too, especially I liked what you said, Skylar, where you said they kind of start out very real and like slowly bring you into the fantasy. So I think if someone's like, oh, I don't like fantasy, I never yeah. want to watch this. I think they should try it because it, it is even by the end, there's still, it's still pretty grounded. Yeah. Like there's still pretty high, real stakes, you know? 100%. Yeah. I think most people would get something out of watching this show. Yeah. If you can tolerate extreme violence and yeah, i mean it gets extreme a, it gets a violence. little violent it is on hbo so <laughs> a little bit yeah it's, it gets <laughs> yeah. super super violent it's going to be violent <laughs> right yeah right. if you can if you can stand that then yes i i agree this mm. is a show worth a watch even if you don't like the ending you're not alone but yeah. it's uh it's still worth worth your time yeah We like to finish up our show today with a game that we're calling Game of Woes. We're going to see how well both of you know your Game of Thrones cast's other projects. Skylar, you're going to be playing against Susan. So here are the rules. I'm going to take turns giving each of you the name of a Game of Thrones actor and reading the name of three films, but only one of the films prominently features that actor. Okay. 
If you're wrong, the other person gets a chance to steal. I have seven movies for you to identify. The first person to name four correctly wins our prize. So, Susan, what's our prize? It's currently in production, so it'll be some kind of merch, like a mug or a shirt or whatever you want. Yeah. (laughs) We'll mail you something. Yes. All right. So, Skylar, you've elected to go first. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So, I'm going to name the actor in three movies. Okay. So, the actor is Peter Dinklage. Okay. Okay. And your, your movies are Elf, The Night Before, and The Santa Claus. Which movie okay. was Peter Dinklage in? The Night Before. I'm sorry. That's, oh, that's not no. correct. That's what I was going to guess. So, Susan, <laughs> um, you get a chance to steal... The Santa Claus? Also incorrect. No. What? He was an elf? He, Peter Dinklage an is an elf. Yes, oh. absolutely. He plays the uh, the business executive. Uh, oh my gosh, you were so right now that you said that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't get that one. That's okay. Susan, we're going to you for the second one. Okay, I'm ready. All right, so your actor is Amelia Clark. Okay. Was she in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker? Rogue One, a Star Wars story, oh. or Solo, a Star Wars story. She was in a Star Wars yes, movie. Yes, but which one was she in? Uh, I'm going to guess The Rise of Luke Skywalker, the first one. Star Wars, The Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Yes, yes. Incorrect. Ugh. All right, Skylar, would you like to steal? Yes, Solo. Correct. She was in Solo, a Star Wars story. Congratulations, Skylar. You have a point. Thank you. So it's it's one zero. One zero. Okay. All right. And Skylar, we're going back to you. <laughs> okay. Your next actor is Kit Harrington. Okay. All right. Now this one's kind of tricky. Are you yeah. ready? Yeah, I think so. Was he in Shrek 2, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 2, or How to Train Your Dragon 2? Um these are all animated movies. Yeah. So he was a voice actor. I'm gonna go with How to Train Your Dragon 2. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Well I, done. That makes sense because I don't think he yeah, I was, was like Shrek. No, that one's yeah. I don't think he was acting yet when Shrek two. Yeah, came uh, maybe he wasn't at least as popular as he yeah, as he was. Yeah. Um, How to Train Your Dragon seems like a perfect role for him. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type casting. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, very good, Skylar. You have two points, Susan. Time to get in the game. I'm in the game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next one's going to you. Okay. Your actor is Sophie Turner. Okay. Was Sophie Turner in X-Men The Last Stand or X-Men Dark Phoenix oh, no. oh. or X-Men Days of Future Past? I'm going to go with X-Men Dark Phoenix. Correct. Yes. Very good. All right. And so, in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Back to you, Skylar. Okay. Your next actor is Maisie Williams. Okay. Was she in The New Mutants? Deadpool? Or Spider-Man Far From Home? Definitely not Spider-Man. What's the last one you said? I said, well, I'll give you all three. Okay. The New Mutants, Deadpool, or Spider-Man Far From Home? I'm going to go with the New Mutants. That is correct. Well done, Skylar. You have three points. All right, back to Susan. All right. You have one point. I know. I knew that one, though, because we saw that. (laughs) We did see that. We've seen all these movies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mostly. Your actor is Lena Hetty. Mm-hmm. All right. Was she in 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> 2001 A Space Odyssey, or 300? She was in 300, right? Yes, yeah. she was in 300. Okay. All right. So you have two I'm points. I'm catching up. Yeah. Three, two. Oh, here we go. 
Skyler, yes. this is our last one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so it's either going to tie or. Or yeah, we'll figure okay. it out if there's a tie. But here's your chance to win, Skyler. Are you okay, ready? Yes. Your actor is Sean Bean. Okay. Okay. Was he in <laughs> Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban? Okay. Pan's Labyrinth or the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring? Pan's Labyrinth. I'm sorry, that's no. not correct. Susan. Is he in Lord of the Rings? He is in Lord okay. of the Rings. Dang it. He plays Boromir. So are, are we tied? You guys are tied what at do we three do? points. <laughs> do you now, have alternate movies? I have to go and find one. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read you a quote from Game of Thrones. Okay. Whoever shouts out the person who said it, either the actor or the character first, will win our prize. Well, as fast as you can, okay. Skyler. Beat Susan. <laughs> All right. Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. <clears throat> Many who try to climb it fail this and never get to try again. Um, the fall breaks them, and some are given a chance to climb. They refuse. They cling to the realm or to gods or love illusions. Only the ladder is real. The climb is all there is. That's Tyrion. No, I'm sorry, it's not. Um, that's not Cersei, is it? No, it's Littlefinger. <sighs> Here we go. You guys ready? Skylar. Yes. Ready? <laughs> yes. All right. Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not. Wear it like armor, and it can never be used to hurt you. I feel like that's Tyrion. Tyrion's correct, Skylar. You've won. Is he talking to Jon Snow? He yeah, is okay. talking to Jon Snow. Yes. That's the, the I could very, picture Jon Snow in that scene. Yeah. It's the very first episode yeah. where yep. he's talking to Jon Snow about being okay. a bastard. Yep. Very good, Skylar. You've won our game. <laughs> Congratulations. Yay. All right. Before we let you go, would you like to plug anything? If you want to get into the film industry, it is a very hard industry, but it is also very, very rewarding. And there's a good side of it and there's a bad side of it. I will always be on the good side of it. And I think that anyone new to coming into this industry can get sucked into the bad side of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's really important to follow your dreams and keep your eye on the prize and your hard work will pay off even though it sometimes seems like it won't, but it will yeah. for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. That's a perfect sentiment to end on, I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much, Skylar. It was a yeah, pleasure to chat with you so today. So much. Yeah, this was really fun. And it was really cool hearing about what you do. Oh, awesome. Thank you, guys. Life in the Credits is hosted and produced by me, Susan Swarner. And me, Ben Bloom. It's executive produced by Michelle Levin. The music is written and performed by Steve Trowbridge. You can hear more of Steve's music at TrowbridgeSongs.com. The show logo is created by Melissa Durkin. If you'd like to support Life in the Credits and get access to exclusive perks, you can do so at Patreon.com. If you'd like to follow or get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Life in the Credits or shoot us an email at lifeinthecredits at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Chaos is a ladder. (laughs) 